So friends, there's something that I've noticed and I kind of want to talk about it because I'm just wondering if you guys are noticing this too. I feel like since 2020 that I don't laugh at things as much anymore, just in general, that I just don't laugh and I'm super serious and it's really just not cool. So that's what I want to talk a little bit about today. Welcome to Badass Midlife, the podcast to help you reboot your mindset, challenge those limiting thoughts and beliefs, and give you inspiration to do midlife like a badass. We'll share stories that will inspire you and real life tips that are perfect for where you are now. Enjoy the show. Okay, so this whole idea started because... I was in a meeting and I something just tickled me in uh, a statement that one of my co-workers on the leadership team said and it wasn't even like it was meant to be funny but this guy's just a clown and it seems like his delivery is just what makes normal sentences so funny and because we were all like on a video call I could mute myself and I could actually take myself off video which I didn't do because I felt like I was doing a really good job uh, containing myself but apparently not because I got a little um, g-chat of what the hell like why are you laughing and I thought to myself oh my gosh why are you laughing you know for somebody to ask that as if it was just so unusual, it just made me start thinking like, why are we not laughing? And I started thinking about how this past year was with the pandemic and how it just changed everything. It made me feel like I had to deliberately not laugh. Like I had to stay really serious because let's face it, things were serious things were dire. This was something we'd never seen. And, you know, when you get to be this age and you haven't seen something yeah, it's kind of like it freaks you out a little bit. We're not quite as adaptable as we probably should have been. Because it just seemed like everybody I was talking to was just, oh my God, this is so serious. And it is. But in life, these are exactly the moments that we just cannot forget about how healthy and how good for our soul laughter is and how it just it'll just help it just helps every situation so my favorite author Irma Bombeck says when the humor goes there goes civilization and I think that that is so true and it really applies to how this last year was I just felt like we all forgot how to laugh and that we were super sensitive about laughing at certain things because, you know, there were people out there that were really suffering. So let's be clear. There are always people that are out there suffering. There are times when you are going to be suffering. So this isn't about making a joke about that. It's about having some perspective. So the other day, I'm watching a comedian because I feel like that's super important to just remember that 
news is super depressing, right? And that sometimes you just need to put on something really light and just let yourself kind of escape and belly laugh a little bit. And oh my gosh, I found something that he said so funny. I just could not contain myself and I do that kind of laugh where it's like silent for a minute and then you hear this big you know like that and I thought wow I'm laughing tears are in my eyes and I thought is that my laugh like it's been so long that I just laughed and was convulsing you know with laughter and so it seemed like wow that's been a minute you know, since that's happened. But as we get older, I feel like we're just honestly not doing it as much anymore. And I, I mean, I feel like I know why. Obviously, I think we all know why lately. Um, But I wanted to talk a little bit about it. And then also some really good information about laughter and why you should really be very deliberate about seeking it out. So like I mentioned, you know, the 24-hour news cycle is to blame, I think, for most of this. I mean, the need that they have on these uh, cable news channels to just fill up so much time just makes everything into a crisis. It makes it into a thing. And so just remember that when you have that on. I mean, that's their job is to make something interesting. So even if it's a very benign thing that happened or maybe it wasn't intended to be a crisis level situation, they're gonna do that because that's just what they do. They like to inflame and divide and you know that's just what's gonna happen. And so you will do yourself a favor to not do too much of that. I mean, let's face it, you can only change the stuff that you can change. So there's really no sense in letting all of that in. And you have enough of your own stuff to deal with, you know, so try to find areas in your day that you can find humor in, and then just commit to doing that more often than you get sucked into the news or something on TV that's just it's too much. It's too heavy. So learn yourself how you can reframe things instead of becoming a victim of being shamed or getting angry or starting to become a judger uh, of things when that thing isn't even really about you. It's intended to make you feel like it's about you It's also intended sometimes to feel like it's an epidemic when really the only epidemic was the pandemic. These other things are situations. They are, you know, things that we as a society are dealing with. Um, It's sometimes cyclical. It goes through ups and downs and, and things change, right? But there's no reason to escalate anger Um, and just be this really serious person all the time. It definitely doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve the people that are around you. So honestly, we did. We got super serious um, lately and just honestly, it was almost like that was the point. 
right? Somebody's goal was to make us super serious and make us feel like we were mired in some sort of continuous, uh, tragic, uh, really bad state of the world. And listen, there are things that we should feel worried about and think about, but the way that we get pulled in to make it a part of our daily conversation, that's not right. And you have some control over that. So definitely try to take a little bit of perspective into what you're letting in because there are enough things in our lives like with our own relationships, with our own families, with our own stuff that we have going on that we need to take kind of seriously. We just don't need that extra stuff. It's great to stay informed, definitely be an informed member of society, but try to catch yourself when you are feeling that cortisol bubbling inside of you because somebody is telling a story on the news that is really just kind of tapping into some sort of emotions that you have, not really for any reason, but it's just charging you up. And also realize that you're taking that into your day. You're taking that with you now wherever you go. You don't realize it, but it's going with you. How many times does someone in your life, whether it's you know your partner or one of your kids, start the day with something you know that's really emotional, that really is either anxiety-inducing or sad or you feel nervous about? Like, try to let that go. You can't. It's really hard to let that go. So just realize that you are being the media's product. You know? So they are trying to get you stirred up so that you'll continue to tune in, so that they have viewers, so that they can sell advertising. Like, you know, when things are free, I saw this on the social network and it just gave me chills. When things are free, like the news and uh, Facebook and things like that, when they're free, you are the product. And so that just means the more inflammatory, the more um, biased, the more charged they can make a situation, the more they're going to get you to tune in. And it's deliberate and it's really sick. And so um, definitely pay attention to what you're letting in. Another reason this happened is because we were staying home a lot more and we, much to my uh disappointment because I'm already a homebody as it is but we have kind of learned to spend a little bit more time at home and so that means less interaction with people limited community basically and it gets us more in our own head like if you notice when you're home a lot or for an extended period of time you're doing a lot more little internal talking to yourself I already do enough of that right um but when you're alone more, you do that more and you're in your own head. And listen, that's not always great. It's great when you need a little self-talk, but it's just not always great. Um, you start to really go dark. And because you don't have the relief of talking to other people, it just makes it worse. And you're just gonna start this little swirl of negative thinking and then you start to behave that way. And so the more limiting things you think, the more limiting things are going to pop in. And it's that whole kitchen sink theory. 
well, this isn't happening, and so probably this won't happen, and then this won't happen, and it's all because of this. And you just find yourself going into this rabbit hole of negative thoughts because you don't really have anybody to talk to because, trust me, if you were with other people, you wouldn't go that far. You know you wouldn't because you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm not going to try to sound like this person (laughs) that's got all this shit that I'm going to dump on my friends or my family. You just kind of assess and you're like I'm not gonna bring that here well you don't do that when you're alone you let it all in you have the self-conversation like it's a lot and you don't know how to stop and so interacting with people was kind of our little internal speed bump that we had for negative thoughts you know it just made us a little bit more aware of okay that's bullshit stop complaining stop being stop whining people all around you have issues to deal with this isn't a big deal and you kind of learn to uh, synthesize those problems a little bit and you're like uh this isn't really a big deal because you know your audience right we all know that there's going to be people in our circle that have things that are worse uh, than we have to deal with and so we kind of have some different perspectives so being able to interact with people was a huge part of helping us find humor and actually look for things to lighten up the situation because sometimes you you know there's a friend or somebody you care about and they've got something going on and you're trying to find the humor right because you want you know inside you just want that person to feel better And so we have a lot of practice with that when we interact with people. But when we're alone, it's like we forget how to do it. No one seems to be able to take a joke anymore. Um, I remember back in the day, things could just be funny. Things could be funny because it was okay. And it wasn't, we weren't making fun of people. We were just finding objectively the, the humor in things. The things that were absurd, um, the things that were stereotypes, right? We weren't laughing at people because we all have a stereotype, whether it's for women, for blondes, for uh, people that are of a different ethnicity, right? There's plenty of Italian jokes out there and stereotypes, um, and they're funny to me. Like, yeah, is there a little bit of a zing? Yeah, but you know what? It's You have to take things in the spirit that they're given. And I think it's funny. But we can't laugh anymore. It just seems like things can't be funny and you got to be so careful. And I'm a super sensitive person. I cry at the drop of a hat at, at any, even dumb commercials I'm crying. So I don't lack sensitivity So the idea that I'm laughing at something um, that is funny or absurd in a way, or it's a stereotype, that's just because I'm finding the humor in it. It doesn't make me bad or insensitive or uncaring. And that's kind of the shift that has happened. Things just uh, need to be taken super seriously because that's what makes us people that really care. I care. And I know that you guys care. Right, And so just because we have a little bit of a lightness about some something that would have been funny 10 years ago, that doesn't mean we don't care anymore. It just means that some things can be okay to find the humor in. So just pay attention to that. 
like you can still laugh it is okay it is okay the older we get the wiser we get but then also it seems like we lose the whimsy in in things and you know the expression act your age it's really overrated you know because getting older doesn't mean that you have to stop playing or experiencing that childlike joy and laughter and cackling in your favorite things it is okay to still do that no matter how weird that it seems to other people like keep that play whatever that play is keep that in your life you know guard it with your life hold on to it look at there are grown men that love their video games and comic books and superhero movies or even women that do that do you think they care about how their boss or their friends feel about that interest And if that were me, I'd be like, I don't know if I would really want to share that I enjoy comic books at 55 years old. But they don't care. They like it. They appreciate something great about it. And even if they cared that people knew about it and they were a little like, "Mm, I don't know, they just go ahead and do it. Why? Because it makes them happy and we need to stay happy. So think about those things that you might be temp- tamping down because you don't want people to know that it's a thing that you find joy in because maybe it's something that you liked as a kid and now it kind of seems silly but the beautiful part of our lives is that we can do whatever <laughs> we want especially as we get into midlife what what are those things that you enjoyed when you were younger that were just so fun and you convinced yourself that as you got older, you just couldn't do them anymore. So whatever those things are, explore and go back to figuring out how you can get that back into your life in some form. Because laughter and having fun and being a person of joy is not only great for you it gives you that little endorphin hit it changes your perspective but it's attractive in other words it makes people want to be with you and you let's face it you want to be with people that make you laugh too are you sitting there looking forward to talking to a friend who's always just like i don't know things things this sucks and this sucks even more and then this sucks the most i mean seriously We all have our shit, you know? When I want to get together with a friend or my sister, I we do a little bit of that and then we're like we we jump off of it like as if it's burning our feet. We're just like, okay, we're gonna dump and we're gonna bitch for a few minutes and then we're like, okay, enough. Now, what are we gonna talk about? Like what's exciting? What's fun? Where do you wanna go? What should we plan? Right? Because we just need it. And so when we don't interact, just like I was saying before, when you don't have that ability to interact with someone to distract you off of that, you're just going to stay kind of mired in that serious negative tone. And we hold back. You know, we hold back literally today. I notice in the way we are today that we hold back these, these belly laughs. 
for a lot of reasons. And it's almost like we're in this habit of, oh, no, I couldn't possibly laugh at that. Are you serious? It's not worth it. How much longer do you think you're going to be on this earth? You know, laughing is good. It's pure. You know that it is because you see tiny babies doing it before they even know funny things, right? I mean, when I was holding my babies little and they'd be like cracking a little side smile when they were asleep, it's like, what could they possibly be laughing about? What? Where is this movement of their face that turns into a smile? Where does that come from? Well, who knows what they're thinking about? But we know that when we see it in them, we know that it's very natural. And it makes you feel good when you see it. And it will always do that. It should always do that for us. And when you do that to your little ones, when you are somebody that smiles and laughs a lot, they become adults that smile and laugh a lot because they seek that out. So how can we laugh more? Right. First of all, first of all, why do we need to? Well, it's obvious. Like I said, it makes us feel better, but it keeps our relationships really, really strong. People that do marriage counseling have identified that spouses, relationships, couples that laugh together often are so much stronger. And they did this research where they're looking at the couple and even though in the midst of their problems, they're laughing. Well, they know from that that there's a much better chance that they're going to succeed in their counseling. And what a beautiful thing. Just think if you really could apply that to everything. That if I was a little lighter and if I could find the humor that everything I did in any interaction I had, whether it's in your personal life, your friendships, your, your work life, could improve. Because honestly, it doesn't matter what the setting is. People want to be around people that laugh, that can find the humor. You don't have to make everything. It's not about telling jokes. It's about finding the absurd in every situation and being able to recognize it and say, well, I know why I felt that way. Like, as I think about that, here's why I felt like that. And then really, you know, examine that. It's okay. It's okay. So one really good way to learn how to be more of that kind of person is to pull away from the situation. Like when you feel like you're in a stressful situation, Try to have as your goal to find the humor. And one way to do that is to pull away. So distance yourself between the thing that's causing you stress and think of a situation that is going to take you away from that or do an activity that's going to take you away from that for a second. Whether it's picking up a book. I have a couple Irma Bombeck books and Loretta LaRoche that I just keep really close at my fingertips because I can flip to any page and I'm literally belly laughing. And it helps, right? It shifts, it gets you off that track of stress and seriousness. Get up, take a little walk around, read something funny, talk to somebody that's gonna like just tell you something funny because you know that's the kind of friend they are, and then go back, right? Because sometimes if you can just pull away from the situation, 
it helps you get it into perspective because once we get into that swirl of negative and then we're thinking of more stressful things, they really magnify because we're already at this heightened level. But if you can just like pop the balloon, right? And just be like, okay, I'm taking this back down to ground level. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to get light. I'm going to just look at this with some fresh eyes after I take a five minute clarity break then things become a little bit more easy to handle a little bit. Uh, you can become more objective about it, right? And possibly, God willing, find the humor in it. Another way is to laugh at what you think is absurd and get yourself in the habit of that because there's a lot of stuff that we're super serious about, even with our kids, even with our grown kids where we're just like worried about what they're going to do or worried about the decisions that that they're making and honestly 90% of it is absurd that when you hear yourself saying it you're like they're grown-ass kids why is this my problem why am I worried about this right now they're being dramatic because I'm like allowing this drama into my life and honestly it's ridiculous They're saying it for attention because no matter what, no matter how old your kids get, they still have that with their parents, especially their moms. They're just like, I'm going to just toss this little issue out there and uh, I'm going to be able to hook her in and she'll worry about it and I'll get a little bit of conversation about it. I mean, they can't help it. It's just the nature of what they do a lot of times maybe not everybody but but my four kids do and I think my sister's kids do to a certain extent too so the point is they will do it if they can and you have to decide what's absurd because most of it is you know they make some blanket statement about something they're going to do or not do and you're just like can you believe that that's your instinct right you're just like your feathers are rough ruffled and you're like what in the hell But honestly, it's funny. Think about how you can shift it into something a little bit ridiculous because it's there. And sometimes there's just irony in a situation where it's like sometimes if you can find the irony, that makes it funny too, right? So remember that the average four-year-old laughs about 300 times a day. And at 40, we only laugh about four times a day. That is sad, my friends. That is so sad. I don't want to be that person, and I don't want you to be that person. Try to find those opportunities to see the absurd. Give yourself a break. When you feel that cortisol bubbling in your stomach, just be like, okay, hold on. This isn't that serious. This isn't really even about me. I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to do something that's going to give me some nice, clear breathing and some clear mind space. I'm going to do read something funny. I'm going to call a friend. I'm going to step away from this for a minute. And you'll be able to come at it from a much, much better place. I just want us to laugh more. Laughing is just so important. Let's not forget how to do that. I mean, honestly, it's to me, it's it's what I find the most attractive in all of my relationships. If someone's funny, it's like, I'm going. When can we meet? When can we get together? It's just what we all want. It's instinctive. So 
Hope you have a super funny, funny week and hope you have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time. Mm-hmm.